You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Pastor Todd Coconado here. Buckle up. I know. I know, I know. We had the midterms yesterday, and many of you are feeling down today. If, if you understand what happened, you're, you're going to feel down. Uh, because what happened was what many people thought might happen. And, of course, you're going to have the people that are going to come out, and they're just going to say, hey, you know, we had bad messaging, we had bad candidates, Trump shouldn't have got involved. Um, they're going to say all different types of things, you know, uh, looking back and... and going through the play-by-play, and hey, we need to do better in this area. We need more centrist Republicans, not the MAGA Republicans, not the America First Republicans. They were too extreme. They were election deniers, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that's what they're going to say, because that's what they want. That's what they want. They don't want Trump Republicans. They don't want MAGA Republicans. They don't want America First Republicans. They want the rhinos. They want the, you know, the Paul Ryans of the world, the Mitch McConnells. That's, that's who Joe Biden, when he had his little red backdrop there and he gave his, his very demonic speech that he did, that's what he was saying. He said, well, some Republicans aren't bad. It's the MAGA Republicans. They're the extremists. So, of course, if the narrative were to work in the way that they want it to with the mainstream corporate media, and all their cohorts and all their proxy, you know, propaganda pushers. It worked exactly what they wanted. It's exactly what they wanted. Think about it. You know, the MAGA Republicans are bad. It's a losing message. Election deniers, get rid of them. Get rid of the Trump Republicans. Look at Trump. He can't win. We're going to have to need a new candidate for 2024. Everything that they wanted is exactly what today looks like. But hey, you know, Q's going to save us. The military's in control, Todd, don't you know? The military's in control. President Trump is actually the president. God is in control. I'm going to address all those things. First of all, I do believe God is in control, ultimately. Of course he is. He's the God of heaven and earth. He sits on the throne. He's never stepped down from the throne. He's never lost power. That is the God that we serve. I will give you that. He can do anything he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. Do I believe God is going to do something coming up here? Probably. I do. But I've always said this, and those that have followed me for a while know this, that I do believe there are things that we need to do too. Faith without works is dead. Even in 2 Chronicles 20, when God went before the children of Israel and fought their battle, they had to take their position and stand. And that is what I believe God has wanted of us. Uh, Also, repentance. It's an if my people moment. There is an action there. If, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. We went through this the other day. I think it's very important. We'll go through it again. So there are things that we need to do. Did we do them from a spiritual standpoint? I'm not sure. I think we've come a long way. I think many people have awakened. I think there's many of you that are doing far more than you've ever done in your life. 
Many of you become activists, mama bears, papa bears. You become prayer warriors. Don't be discouraged by what we're seeing today, okay? That's not what this broadcast is about. I'm certainly not here to beat you up today. I'm certainly not here to be a negative Nelly. I'm certainly not here to say there's no hope. There's nothing we can do. I always have hope in Jesus Christ. So, yes, I have hope. But I think we need to get strategic, and I think we need to stop believing nonsense. We need to use discernment. And we can't be bamboozled by some people out there saying a bunch of stuff that is it really from the Lord is the question. Is what they're saying really from the Lord or is it tickling ears? I talked about that on Sunday. I think the Sunday message has become even more appropriate now considering where we are today because many people predicted that today would be a much different day. We'd be celebrating a great victory, a great red tsunami. That did not happen. But what this tells us is that we really have work to do. And a lot of that work, for me, the main mission of the church, the main mission of the body of Christ is souls. The main mission of the body of Christ is going and making disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the ways of the word of God. Because we have a generation of young people that are being absolutely indoctrinated right now, that are being propagandized and that are being radicalized in our colleges, and yes, even in some seminaries, and even some denominations have gone woke. So we have a problem, and judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. The problem with the Q movement and with some of these other prophetic voices is that they just say everything's going to be good and we don't have to do anything. All we have to do is sit back and eat popcorn and watch. Watch what God is going to do. Now, of course, God can do anything. Again, I would love for God to do something. I'm the first person that would be rejoicing if all of a sudden we see a major shift. But there's a lot of people walking around really confident, like, oh, yeah, but God's about to do something. you know. And I get it because they're listening to prophets and they're listening to you know Q people and so, you know, there's a plan. The military's in control. Something's about to happen. That's what they tell me everywhere I go. I'm a little bit more pragmatic in this area. I'm a little bit more sober-minded as a watchman. I do think that we have great authority as the church to pull down the strongholds. I do believe we have all the tools that we need in our toolbox. I do believe that that's why the church is under attack, and that's why there's uh, an uptick in persecution, and that's why they're honing in on Christians and calling us weaponized terms like Christian nationalists because they know the powers in the church. But the problem is, if Satan can get us to just believe that everything is going to be done for us and we don't have to do anything by either, you know, via a prophetic voice or for the Q movement, either one, because they're both kind of saying a similar thing in some aspects, then we don't use the tools We don't use what God has given us, and we don't do the things that we need to do to get to where we need to go. And so this is a real moment of sobriety where we sit back and we say, are we just going to keep believing that something is about to happen, and therefore we don't have to do anything? Or are we going to realize it's high time that we get up, stand up, (laughs) and do something? And I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about being active, active in our community going to the school board meeting, going to the community board meetings, getting involved at the local level, getting involved with the church, opening the church up for prayer meetings, getting on our faces, contending for our nation, 
crying out to the Lord, having corporate fasts called from church leaders and pastors, becoming a people of action and prayer. We've got to petition the Lord. We've got to go into the courts of heaven. We've got to call upon his name. This nation is in dire, dire situation right now. And if this isn't a wake-up call, I don't know what is. So look, I'm optimistic. This isn't the most popular opinion because people would much rather hear me just say everything's just going to be great and we don't need to do anything and just, just wait to see what God's going to do. Well, that, people have been saying that now for several years. And while I do believe that God is on the move and I do believe we're on the cusp of a great move of God in our nation, I mean, it's obvious. And the real, the real only hope, the true real hope is Jesus Christ and the gospel we can't sit here and be bamboozled by guys out there that are saying a bunch of nonsense that we don't have to do anything. That we just need to sit back and just watch the show. No. If you want to watch a show, it's going to be a real bad show. It's going to be a bad show. It's going to be a nightmare show. And that's what we're watching. So here's my commentary on the election. And I say this with, you know, all... all, all Reality in my head, I mean, the Republican Party has to focus on fixing the issues with election integrity all around the country. In areas where we have power, we need to go to paper ballots. We need voter ID laws. This needs to be a major focus, and we cannot let up on this. Here's my other thoughts. We have selections now. All the Democrats needed were the key areas and races. They only have to focus on certain races. The goal was the Senate. They got what they wanted. All optics and giving us the House. Do we really believe this was the will of the American people? Some do. Some really believe it. Florida, in my view, has more secure elections. That's how the country would look if it was legit. I don't trust Arizona. I don't trust Wisconsin, Nevada, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Illinois, Michigan, New York, Georgia, California. And unless we get rid of the you-know-what, I believe it's going to continue to be this way. So listen, we're going to talk more about this. But listen, we, we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show, PastorTodd.org. I'll be right back. This is the sound of troubles rattling. This is a praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Hey everybody, Pastor Todd here. Listen, we talk a lot about geopolitics on this show. And it's important to remind you uh, that countries like Russia and China are fed up with the U.S. dollar. They're moving to gold and other commodities to back their currency. question is Why? Well, because they're likely sick and tired of using money that's controlled by demonic globalists. And to be honest, so am I. This is why I urge you to protect your savings with gold and silver. Gold and silver cannot be printed out of thin air. Can't be manipulated to fund wars halfway across the world while hardworking Americans are suffering here at home. So give our partner Gold Co. a call today to learn how you can protect your savings with gold and silver. And see if you're eligible to get up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Gold Call Gold Co. today. The number is 
855-920-2943. Once again, it's 855-920-2943. That's 855-920-2943. And let them know that Pastor Todd Coconado sent you. I think gold and silver is the right way to go because it's real money. I will bow my life to the one who sent me there in the All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show on this post-election midterm broadcast. It's the 9th of November. Not what many people anticipated. Many people were saying red tsunami, red wave, all this stuff was going to happen. Well, today's much different than what we thought was going to happen. But here's the thing, okay? It just continues to solidify in my mind what my focus needs to be, okay? Because I can sit here and talk about the elections and the systems and the machines and all this stuff, and we can get really, really down about it. We can get really, really down. Because if you're going to look at the natural, it's, I mean, look at the judge reports, the Republicans in shock, House control this close. So now they're saying we could lose the House. Uh, Dems holding Senate, Senate, you know, toxic Trump MAGA meltdown. I mean, this is exactly what they want, of course. And then they're pushing DeSantis. You know, the future. DeSantis, big win. Solidifying hold on Florida. I like DeSantis. I'm not against DeSantis. And honestly, I wasn't really happy with what President Trump did when he attacked him the other day. And I haven't talked much about it because I wanted to wait till after the midterms to, to comment on it. But I think it was the wrong thing. I don't know what he was thinking. You know, there haven't been many areas where I broke with President Trump. Uh, I didn't appreciate the vaccine push. I know many of you agree with that. I thought it was the wrong deal. He, he was talking about vaccines forever. Remember that? And um, I just didn't agree. And I think that, you know, history has shown us to be correct. But, you know, here's the thing. If I get into the weeds here and start talking about vaccines, start talking about the election, I'm going to miss what, what's happening here. Our country is in a spiritual battle, and we, we can't fix, you know, the spiritual problem with the fleshly solution. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be looking and they're going to be using stats and numbers and you got the Carl Roves of the world, you know, be out there and they're going to be, you know, Frank Luntz's of the world. You know, they're going to be, you know, asking all these people their opinions and why you voted this way and why this happened, exit polls and all this stuff. But listen, from a spiritual standpoint, because that's what I think I need to focus on. Our country is ill. The church is ill. Many of the areas in the church have not been fixed. There's still good portions of the church that are operating as business as usual. There's still good portions of the church that have no urgency. Yes, you may have repented. I repented. If there wasn't a remnant, I don't even think this country would be here anymore. But see, here's here's where it's getting hard for me. Because God has required me to speak the truth, even when it's not popular. And some of you may have been offended by that first segment. Are you turning against the prophets? I thought they were your friends. No, I'm not turning against anybody. I believe in prophets. I believe in all five-fold ministry gifting. But I think there are some people that have been out there. I'm not saying all. I'm saying some that have been out there pushing almost the prophetic words sound almost identical to QAnon. And I know it's, it's Q, not QAnon. And I'm not here to attack the Q people either. I, I've been very friendly to the Q people. I've said you're patriots, you love the country, 
you're far better than most Americans when it comes to being knowledgeable and understanding so many things. I'm not against Q people. For the most part, I listened to a lot of the uh, the stuff that people were saying. I wasn't really reading the Q post because I think that's kind of weird for a pastor to do that. I need to be listening to the Lord, not Q. But, you know, I heard some of the stuff coming out of the whole Q movement, and for the most part, there was a lot of truth to a lot of the stuff. But what I'm saying is that that can never be. We can't say, oh, I'm going to just believe, you know, this Internet board. We don't know who's behind it. I mean, think about that. You have no idea who it really was behind. They could put a bunch of truth and then a few lies in there and get everybody all confused. We have to have discernment of the spirit is what I'm saying. If we are a people of God, if I'm a shepherd, if I'm a pastor and I'm sitting here and I'm going to give you some spiritual advice, I'm going to tell you, I don't know who Q is. I don't know who's behind that messaging. I always say, check the spirit behind it. For the most part, I mean, I think there were scriptures that were read and you know, some truth was spoke, and so I get it. I can understand why many of you are very defensive of Q. But what I'm saying is, let, let's just think about this. What if that's not real? What if, what if that was actually part of a plan? Have you ever thought about that? What if that was to confuse you? What if, what if a bunch of the stuff out there is to confuse people? Disinformation, misinformation, confusion, lies, propaganda psychological warfare operations and meanwhile our country continues to march forward towards a very egregious agenda the globalist agenda the world economic forum agenda the dollars being dethroned currently as we watch and then you got voices out there saying everything's just going to be great what if it's not going to be great what if we go into a period where it's like when israel went into captivity is there biblical precedent for that well sure There's several times when Israel went into captivity. There's several times when Jerusalem and the temple was destroyed. Where was God then? Those were his people. Because sometimes he allows things to happen to get people's attention so that they then turn to the Lord. Could that be where we're at? Could we be in one of those moments? Well, I think we're at a pivotal moment of decision. I think it's like Nineveh. Like we could repent. We could turn from our wickedness. We could understand the spiritual sickness that we're dealing with. And get right. And if the, if the church leaders and pastors were to have the urgency and understand we're in trouble. Our kids are being targeted. It's, it's high time we understand the danger. And we start speaking up and standing up and saying no more. Opening up the churches, praying, contending. Doing what we, we're meant to do as the church. I think God would respond. I do. And I think we're still here because of the righteous remnant. I do believe that. I'm not Mr. Doom and Gloom. I'm actually a very positive person. We're very involved. We've got all all types of things going right now. If you listen to my live stream yesterday, so many different things. Alternative ecosystems coming out from among them. Developing alternative Christian media. This show is one of them. But I'm just saying today is kind of like that, you know, when you have the game and, and the coach gets in the room after, after you lost. And you have that hard talk. I'm just saying we got to have that hard talk. Don't hate me. You know, I know Rush Limbaugh was out there a few times. Limbaugh was out there a few times. And and he, you know, he had to speak a a similar type of message where it wasn't always happy, happy, joy, joy. And I know most people want to hear happy, happy, joy, joy. I get it. But today's not a day for happy, happy, joy, joy. Today's a day to really look and say, hey, you know, it didn't go as as we wanted it to go. What did we get wrong? What can we do better? 
Well, I think, first of all, we have to understand there is definitely some type of election integrity issue in our country that still has not been properly addressed. That's number one. And even if there wasn't, we need to put that to bed. We need to put it to rest because there's enough people that believe that there is. And so even if there isn't, we need to make sure that every T is crossed and I is dotted and that that is not an issue. And we have to bring confidence back to the electorate so that that narrative is no longer the topic. So, hey, if you if you think that, you know, it's just a bunch of election deniers and there's nothing wrong, that's fine. You are entitled to that position. But if that's you, then, hey, let's all get together and say, you know what? There's still a group of people that don't trust the elections. And so for those people, let's make sure that they can trust them here on out. And in order to do that, we're going to have to secure these elections. And so this is what we're going to do to do that. We're going to go back to paper ballots. We're going to go back to like the Scantron machines. We're going to back to old school. We're going to make sure that every vote is counted and that every vote is legit. And that way we can put to bed this whole election integrity talk, this whole discussion. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and this would just be a game changer because it would make me feel more confident, make you feel more confident. And then we can move on from this discussion about election integrity. But right now, I don't feel confident in that. So, okay, we're going to get back into some more of this as we have this discussion this is the Todd Coconut Show. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Todd Coconut here. Thank you so much for tuning in the broadcast. Thank you for letting me rant a little bit. I'm really not angry. I'm just, I'm venting, okay? Because I've heard a lot of conversations around the country. I've talked to a lot of the folks. And again, I, I'm not against the Q people. I think the Q people are patriots. I'm not against the prophets. I think there's legit prophets. Some of them I've had on my show say some really good stuff. I'm not turning on the prophets. Don't get me wrong, okay? But somebody has to have the discussion because we always have to think, like, what if we have to do something? What if God is not pleased with America? Could it be that God is not pleased with America? Could it be that we've been killing the babies for a long time? And we've been doing things in our country that are so egregious and shipping out pornography and, you know, all, all types of sexual content and, you know, all, all, all types of anti-God stuff and taking God out of everything, taking prayer out of the schools. You know, could it be, just could it be that God maybe isn't blessing America anymore because of our sin? Do we look like Babylon? Could we be Babylon the Great? Possibly. Forcing transgenderism, gay marriage around the country, abortion around the world in our foreign policy, you know, doing things in, 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 in countries that we probably shouldn't be doing, acting, you know, I mean, what, what's going on in Ukraine in this proxy war? Is that something that we should be involved in after we just got out of the longest war in American history in Afghanistan? Total botched withdrawal? I mean, are the policies of the Democrat platform, are the policies that are being pushed out by this administration godly? Do American schools, are we producing godly kids? Kids that are set up for success, that are educated right? I mean, think about all these areas. So, you know, everybody just expects like God's just going to, but well, don't worry, God's going to do something. Well, yeah, he probably will. But imagine if the church and the people of God were to, were to have an urgency in their heart and say, hey, you know what, maybe... We've been looking at this wrong. Why don't we get on our knees and call for National Day of Repentance and really start to understand we are at a critical juncture in history and we do need to ask God for forgiveness and mercy and grace. 
And I understand there's been prophetic words, and we want to come into alignment with those very positive prophetic words, but we also want to do our part as the church according to the word of God. What if we did that? And I know I sound like a voice in the wilderness, and there's probably going to be some of you that are going to turn me off and say, this guy, he's got all negative now. I'm really not negative. I'm just, I know some of you understand what I'm saying. I would highly encourage you to listen to last Sunday's service, because I'm just saying there's some tickling ear stuff going on, and I think it's to, to great detriment. So here's what we're going to do, okay? I'm going to make this, the ministry, I, I, we've, look, we've been more involved in politics than 99% of Americans' ministries. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't have much hope in the political system here. What I do have hope in is Jesus Christ. What I do have hope in is I believe that there are answers, there are true answers, there are true solutions. Now, I've been working my tail off, and I've been promising some of our intercessors and, and those on our board and the closest people to me that I would take some days off in the, in the near future here because I have to. I have to regroup. I have to get subrest. I'm exhausted. I need, to, I, need to get, you know, I need to get into the presence of God myself and get, and get wisdom and vision and understanding spiritually. But if I were to just say today what I'm feeling is I'm feeling like, look, here's the deal, Remnant community, Okay. I'm not negative, I'm not angry, but what I think God is showing us is that the only answer is Jesus Christ. The only answer for America is Jesus Christ. We have to focus on making disciples, getting people saved, set free, healed, delivered, getting people off of the demonic, you know, there's so many different things from the drugs to the addictions to the psychotropic drugs that so many people are on, they're being diagnosed as all these different ailments, all these different things that are wrong with them. Of course, to feed what? To feed the big pharma so they can be addicted to medication for their whole lives. Pastors can't talk about it. We're not allowed. Our hands are tied. So many people don't say anything about key issues, key problems, and we just keep going forward thinking somebody else is going to do something or God's just going to intervene. Look what happened with Marciano's race. What in the world, man? Okay, because sometimes we get a little too confident. We get a little too confident as the Christian community. We think everything's just going to be great because everybody's been prophesying everything's going to be great. So all we got to do is just, hey, here we are. It's going to be this huge victory. And then, we, and then all of a sudden it happens and then people are like really discouraged. Well, what happened? Well, what happened is it wasn't really the Lord you were hearing from. So I tell people, is it the Lord Jesus or is it Lord Vader that you're hearing from? Which Lord are you hearing from? That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I'm not, I'm not here to be popular. This isn't about likes or follows. This is about what can we actually do to have real victory? I'm not going to sell you a bunch of nonsense, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you here as a shepherd, as a pastor, because I have to answer to God, is like, you know, Look, am I optimistic? Yes, I am optimistic because I do believe that once the church gets it and we stand up and we actually do what we're called to do, that there's going to be a great response from heaven. And thank God to the remnant people that have already been going ahead and being the forerunners in this area. So there's going to be a, a great spiritual awakening. And whenever there's a great spiritual awakening, the, the, the culture is downstream of the church. So when we finally get this, it's going to be powerful. And it's going to be a game changer. But we've got to get, get rid of some of the nonsense, though, that, that we've been buying into that's honestly impeding us from doing what we're actually meant to do, if that makes sense. See, once we cut out the fat and we actually look at it with so, sober eyes 
and with the Issachar anointing of understanding and discerning the times, I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to sit there with my head down like, oh, we've lost the country. That's it. It's done. No, I'm not one of those people either. I'm just, you know, looking at the Bible exactly as what it says and saying, this is what we're able to do. Yes, we can pull down the strongholds. Yes, we can trample on scorpions and devils. Yes, we can get people delivered and set free because who the sun sets free is free indeed. There's power in the name of Jesus. And we can actually take back this country. That's what needs to happen. It's, a, it's an actual movement, not a fake movement, not a, not a human-made movement, not like, oh, we're having revival when we're actually not having revival. I'm talking about actually being in the presence of the Lord where the Holy Spirit comes in and takes over and there is an Acts chapter two suddenly and something actually shifts because that is possible. But we have to make sure that the environment is set up for that and that means we have to be in the right spirit, creating us a clean heart, renew right spirit, not to be tickling ears and not to be getting caught up in the nonsense and all the other stuff that's meant to really distract us. See, there is a real hope. There is a real solution. There is a real way. There is a way that we win this. But as long as the devil can keep us confused and following after vain imaginations and, and, and de- you know declarations of man, then we're not going to actually do what we're really called to do. So the thing is, as long as we think there's something that's happening that we don't have to do anything, then we are basically caught up in a delusion of illusion. And we are exactly where the bad people want us to be doing nothing. See, as long as you're just, you're not actionable, you just sit there and do nothing. That's exactly the whole plan. That's what they want. Sit there, do nothing. Now, again, I'm all about peaceful protests, like Martin Luther King Jr. style. I I definitely don't advocate violence. That would be a trap. I also don't think we should all be out there saying a bunch of stuff about the election and saying a bunch of stuff about COVID and all that right now because, honestly, that's what they want. They want to call you an election denier and a COVID conspiracy person and take away your freedoms and your rights throw you in some type of uh place where you know you can't even get due process like the january 6 people so you need to be wise right now okay but you also need to be dealing with reality we all need to be dealing with reality otherwise we could be dietrich bonhoeffers we could be right in the same situation you know there's nothing new under the sun so it, it, it's, it's understanding the problem is a spiritual problem. We've been trying to fix a spiritual problem with a political solution. We can't do that. We have a spiritual problem. This, the, the problem is the church has been apathetic. The church has been complacent. The church has been absent. The church hasn't spoke on key issues because they've been afraid. They don't want to lose ties. They don't want to lose people. And so we, we, we continue to go forward in this same strategy and when you do the, the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, that's literally the definition of insanity. But yet this, this can, the people are still looking to go back to quote-unquote normal. That's not happening. Don't you understand where the spirit of Antichrist has been rising up? With the, the hours become later. It's like the days of Noah. We should be looking up. We have to understand this is a spiritual battle, a spiritual problem. And so as believers in Christ, all we can do, my advice to you as, as a pastor, as a shepherd, my advice to me, this is to all of us. I'm no better than you. I don't think I'm special or I'm not talking down to you or attacking you if you're a cute person or if you're a prophet. or I'm not here attacking prophetic voices. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted what this is about. 
I'm not here sitting, you know, and, and trying to say that I know everything about the election or that I have 100% proof or anything like that. What I'm saying is, look, here's the one thing I can tell you is the word of God is true. The tools that God has given us are real. The authority that we have in the name of Jesus is legitimate. And we have the power to pull down the strongholds. And certainly, you can agree on this if you disagree on everything else I said. There is a moral, absolute deprecation, just destruction that's happened in this country as far as from a moral standpoint. I mean, we have gone down the abyss from men saying they can be women and, and men are pregnant and you know, kids are, you know, it's like 14% now think that they can be the other gender. I mean, it, the, the confusion, the, the lies, the castration, the, you know, the murder of the innocent, the, the just all the stuff that, we, that they've been slamming down our faces and shoving down our throats. And yet the church has been, for the most part, pretty darn quiet when we should have been outraged about this. Again, not violent, but outraged. I'm talking about righteous anger. We should, the minute they started pushing these curriculums, this nonsense, this, this demonic woke agenda and all this stuff, the minute they started pushing this, we should have pushed back. We should have activated. We should have said, oh, no, that's not happening in my kid's school. Not on my watch. You're not telling my kid that he can be a girl. That's, you know, that's, that, that's far beyond your, your level of where you should have any type of control or influence in my child. But no, we, we basically didn't do much of anything until just recently when more parents started showing up and thank God for the mama bears and papa bears. That's what's changed this country and there is an awakening. But you know, hey, it's high time the church says, hey, this is completely demonic. You're not teaching my kids this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bind the stronghold because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. We have to understand, but see, when the church is powerless and we want our ears to be tickled and we're worried about tithes and we're worried about our prominence and our followers and, oh, what if I say this? People are going to be mad at me. So what? I got to stand before the throne of glory one day. And so if you want to fix this country, we have a spiritual problem and we're trying to fix a spiritual problem with a political solution and then we're looking and we're wondering what went wrong, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. The church didn't do what we're meant to do. Every church should have, should have realized the situation that this midterm election, the, the dire situation as a country, we could lose the petrodollar any day now. Saudi Arabia is talking to China. They've got the BRICS nations. We've got a possibility of an escalation in Eastern Europe that could even go nuclear. You know, we're sending billions and billions of U.S. dollars over there. We're, we're over $31 trillion in debt. There's so many different dire situations that we could have an urgency in our heart. But what are we doing? We're still acting as if it's, it's almost like it's normal. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Don't get me started. Listen, go to the website, please. PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. We got one more segment here, and I, I will give you some hope here, okay? I love you. I hope that I haven't been too hard on you. I love you. I hope you understand where I'm coming from today. All right, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, look, we know the story from the Bible. As Jesus entered the temple, he flipped the tables, the money changers, and benches of those selling doves and he said to them my house shall be called a house of prayer but you're making it a den of robbers so today i have an opportunity for you to flip over the tables for yourself to stick it to the money changers once and for all of course i'm talking about gold and silver with inflation and money printing 
and money being sent to fight a war halfway across the globe, now is the time to protect your savings with gold and silver. Give our partners at Gold Co. a call today to see how you can protect your life savings as a Todd Coconato Show viewer. You can get up to $10,000 in free silver. So call this number, 855-920-2943. 855-920-2943. Once again, it's 855-920-2943. And tell them Pastor Todd sent you. Sleep with one eye open. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Um, Okay, so here's the thing. Is there hope? Yes. Of course there's hope. Jesus is our hope. This ministry, me, I'm focused on souls. I'm I'm telling you going forward, and I'm always going to get involved politically. Don't get me wrong. I'll always be involved politically. I understand the need and importance for the Christian community to be the head, not the tail, and to be involved in every single aspect of society, including politics. I'm all for that. But you can't fix a spiritual problem with a political solution. And the problem is there's too many people that think that the politics or Donald Trump or these things are the answer. They are a means to an end, but there has to be an action. And the church has to be active in, in, in doing what we're called to do. And we've got to win this culture back. And we can only do it by the truth of the gospel that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that we're sinners in need of a savior. That we've got to turn from our wicked ways. That the, we can't be half-stepping. There's been a mixture, even in the conservative movement, of you know embracing all different types of sin and thinking that somehow this is going to work. It's not. We've got to we've got to stand for righteousness, the family, marriage, life. Those are all spiritual matters. They're not political matters. And once we start embracing or accepting areas of sin and, and not confronting those areas because of whatever reason. We are, we are allowing leaven and compromise in. And when we do that, there's, there's, there's an open door. And that's the, the, the doors have been open. The Bible says clearly the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Well, what is the church? The church is the ecclesia. The church is the body. And the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means that we have the Holy Spirit. When we go somewhere, we represent God. We're the salt and the light. Once we allow areas of compromise, we are... We are we are not empowered in the way that we're meant to be. The demons know they tremble and flee in the name of Jesus, but we don't want to be an I know Peter, I know Paul, who are you? Much of the modern church has become a who are you? Much of the modern, you know, the modern conservative movement, which a lot of times we look at them as one and the same, they're not one as the same. The church is meant to be the absolute, the leader. We're not, I'm not talking about a theocracy I'm just saying that if the church is doing its job correctly, we are seeing a, a continuous harvest of souls and people are coming out of darkness and they're being convicted of sin. And once there's a conviction of sin, that means they're not going to be voting Democrat because they're not going to be voting murder of the innocent. They're not going to be voting for all types of gender confusion and racism and Marxism. And they're going to have a revelation of the Holy Spirit because they're going to say, there's no way that I can align with these things. But as long as we're seeker friendly or as long as we're sitting here with compromise and leaven and not worried about these things because we just think we have everything figured out that's the problem friends you see what i'm saying here that's the problem that's the 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 issue is that we've embraced sin we haven't confronted sin 
And we think that, you know, somehow it's going to be fixed without us doing what the Bible says. No, it's not. It's only going to be when we actually embrace the, the basic instructions before leaving earth and we actually walk those things out and we speak them boldly and we're not worried about tides or uh, people yelling at us or being mad at us or getting up and leaving. Let them go because the people that have ears to hear are going to hear the message and understand, yeah, this is a spiritual problem. It's, it can't be fixed with a political solution. Of course, the, the culture is downstream of the church. If, if we're answering the call of God on our life, then we're going to see God move. And, and there, is, there, is a, a, there is an element of that happening because I do see an uptick in, 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 in the spirit moving in our country as far as revival. There's, there's, there's little pockets of revival that are happening and I believe those streams are starting to come together. But see, we, we've got to just get focused and say, you know, enough of thinking that Q's going to save us or Trump's going to save us or, you know, something else is going to save us. The only thing that's going to save us is the truth of the word of God and Jesus and hope, real hope. That's what's going to save us. So is there hope? Yes. But just because some person that says, hey, I'm a prophet, and then they tell you a bunch of stuff that you want to hear and they tickle your ears and then you think you don't have to do anything. And oh, and you know, you're walking around so confident because I just know God is going to do something. Well, yeah, God is going to do something just like he did when he allowed Israel to go into captivity. You know, but that doesn't mean, I mean, he'll, he'll use it for his glory. It will be used for his glory. There will be a move of God. There will be people that become desperate, that get on their faces, that cry out. There will be a harvest. God's going to use it for his glory. But if, you're, if you just think that we just deserve to just have everything happen that's going to be so wonderful and great and we don't have to do anything, then you're not, you're not in reality. And hate me all you want. I'm, I'm just the messenger. I mean, basically, you're disagreeing with the Bible because the Bible tells us what we have to do. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, we got to repent. And, and we've got to turn from our wicked ways. We just went through this. I'll go through it again because I think we've got to read it. If you've got your Bible, you can follow along. Second Chronicles 7. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. There's a lot of actions there. Number one, it's the if. When, if, if this is what you do, if this is what you decide to do. Those that are called by my name, the people of God, the, the church, the body, the ecclesia, people that call themselves Christians, followers of Christ, humble themselves. Let's just be honest. You think T.D. Jakes has humbled himself? I'm just going to I'm just going to say, you know, some people that are out there that are, that are Christians, are they walking around in humility? I don't know. You, you tell me. Is the church is the church? I mean, would you say that most pastors today are extremely humble? Because these are God's people, right? The shepherds, the Christians. What about most Christians do you know? Are most Christians that you know in the Western world in America, are they, are they pretty humble people? Maybe you do know a bunch of humble people. If my people who are called by my name shall, that means we do, we actually do it, humble themselves, pray. Are enough people praying? Do you know a lot of people that are praying people that just love to pray? Are they, are they giving up football? Are they giving up all their their other creature conference and getting on their faces and crying out to God. Are you seeing this in your neighborhood, in your church, in the small groups, in the ministry? Maybe you are. Maybe you're in a very healthy, good church. That's great. I'm asking you, is this what's happening in America right now? 
Seek my face. Lord, what do you have for us? Give us divine strategy. Give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Give us an unction of your spirit. Let us understand what you actually want for us to do, God. Please, Lord, we call upon your name. Turn from our wicked ways. Has this happened? Have we turned from our wicked ways? I don't know. You tell me. What do you think? Yes, pastor. Okay, good. Then what happens? Then, 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 then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. The recipe for revival, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. The recipe for revival. Is it possible? Yes. Is this God's desire and will for our country? I believe so. For the church, yes. Does the whole country have to repent? No. But those that represent, if my people, my people, the church, the body of Christ, if we Start having the urgency and understand. And it's not going to be Q and on that saves us. Q. I'm, again, I'm not here to mock you if you follow Q. I understand. You're a patriot. But listen, as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a Christian, I'm going to tell you, you better be following the Bible and the spirit of the living God. That's the key. That's what's going to set you up for success, both here and in eternity. We just don't know some of these voices. Where are they coming from? Who are, who's behind them? What's the spirit behind them? Is there deception? Is there a psychological warfare operation? Is there some truth and some lies? Is there mix? Is there mix mixtures in there with, you know, is this syncretism with other religions, new age, different things like that? If my people walk in discernment, walk in wisdom, walk in the unction and understanding of the Holy Spirit, then there's joy. Then there's peace. Souls getting them off the opioids, getting them off the fentanyl, getting them off the drugs and alcohol, the depression, the cutting, all the stuff that's happening, the abuse. I hear it every single day. There's some real issues, and we have real solutions. So this ministry, this pastor is going to be focused. Even if everybody leaves, if everybody goes, I'm going to be focused on what the Bible says because I know that ultimately I'm going to, I'm going to stand, and that's going to, you know, it may not look good right now, but in the end, I'm going to be left standing. In the end, it's going to work because that is the solution. That's the real solution. That's the real truth. Can we take back the country? Yes. Can we see a victory even before 2024? I think so. Can God move on our behalf? Absolutely. Is he willing and able? Sure he is. But he has given us a roadmap to get there, and it's in his word. This country has a spiritual problem, and that cannot be fixed by a political solution. It has to be fixed spiritually. And that can only be done if the church does its rightful part. We take our rightful position. We stand on the truth of the word of God. Hallelujah. All right. I love you so much. America shall be saved. We don't give up. This is going to be a very important season. We are going to go forward doing what we need to do to actually win. And this is just the beginning. So don't be discouraged today. We're going to win this thing, but we're going to do it the right way, according to the word of God. I love you. I bless you. We'll see you soon. Warriors, Pastor Todd here. I want to share something very cool with you. So many of you have been asking me, you've been writing me, say, Pastor Todd, you look like you're losing weight. What's going on? Are you sick? Are you okay? It's intentional. I've discovered something called superfoods. And I want to tell you, 
I, I did a fast recently. I came off the fast. I started talking to some naturopathic doctors and saying, what can I do to be in better shape? You know, what can I do? And they started telling me about these things called superfoods. So I want to share this with you. And this amazing woman, that's actually a woman of God, and she's sponsoring this program. And she'll actually give you 15% off if you use the promo code Todd. So very, very cool. But let me just tell you. So first of all, number one, it activates your metabolism to burn stubborn fat. How many of you would like to burn stubborn fat? I know I would, especially around the stomach area. Okay, number two, it crushes your cravings. I work late, sometimes 14, 15 hour days, believe it or not, I get home and I'm shoving a bunch of bad food in my body. That's the worst thing that you can do, especially at night. And a lot of times it's because I have cravings. And so this is actually gonna crush your cravings. It's gonna help you maintain a healthy immune system function. That is unbelievable because the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit. And one of the things that we need to do is maintain a healthy body because the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So big deal there. Uh, fights temporary inflammation related to exercise. So if you are exercising, it will help fight the inflammation. If you're not exercising, but you're dealing with inflammation, it will also help in that area. It uh, supports improved digestion. Uh, those of you that know, know digestion is a big deal, big deal. And that's a large part of why we have a lot of the issues that we do that even comes into some diseases. So we'll hear uh, Dr. Sherwood talk about this sometime soon. Another thing, it supports a feel good mood. How many of you guys can be moody sometimes? A lot of that has to do with diet. So we want Remnant Warriors to be in shape, mind, body, spirit, good mood, exercising, healthy, and by the way, eating good food, and that's exactly what this is. So if you go to earthechofoods.com, earthechofoods.com, and then at the end, it's a slash T-O-D-D, so earthechofoods.com slash Todd, and you put in the promo code Todd, you're going to get an extra 15% off. So this is a great deal. It helps support this broadcast. It also helps in all the areas that I spoke about. And honestly, this is a good addiction. This is not a bad addiction. And it's not even that expensive. And it's all around promoting your mind, body, spirit, and the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I wanted to share this with you, earthechofoods.com slash Todd. Go there today, help support the broadcast and get some great superfoods.